Welcome back to Golf DMV. Talking about golf and all things related to golf uh, in D.C., Maryland, Virginia, and beyond. Uh, Lawrence Brooks in studio. Vern's in studio. Uh, you can go to our website, golfdmvpodcast.com. You can check out information on uh, our sponsor, uh, Cache Spine Sports. Uh, just scroll down to the bottom of the page where it says friends and sponsors, and you can find out uh, some information uh, there on uh, Dr. Smith. Speaking of Dr. Smith, LB, we've got a Dr. Smith update for everybody. Yes, we do. Um, on Father's Day, I got a a text message from from Doctor Smith wishing okay. me a happy Father's Day, mm-hmm. and I was appreciative of that. Mm-hmm. And I responded back to her text message with some pictures of my grandkids and stuff. <laughs> then I got another text back from her, and in that text, it was just a picture of her left hand. Okay, it is a left hand, right? Yeah, the left hand with a huge. With a huge diamond Whoa. on her ring finger. Whoa. And I and when I say huge, mm-hmm. I showed it to my wife and my daughters and they both they all went, mmm. <laughs> <laughs> so it was mmm huge. That's how huge it was. Yeah, it was a it was a, it was a very nice uh, nice rock and man, and my wife looking at me sideways like, uh, <laughs> you need to step it up, brother. <laughs> yeah, so you tell us, like, I'm, I'm already here. We locked in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. I'm, 20, I'm 20, what, 23 years in now. It's too late for that. It's too late yeah. for all that. Um, but, yeah, so so congratulations <laughs> go out to Cache. And uh, oh, I know his name, but at the moment I'm blanking. Yeah, but him, uh, him. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that, that guy, the yeah. lucky guy, that lucky guy. <laughs> yeah. I, there was a now. I was, was a quick story when when we did the uh, live broadcast, live podcast at uh, fit with a putting putting puff. Oh, putting puff. Oh, the putting puff. Yeah, like presidential. Yeah. Like presidential. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yes, Cache Cache came out for that, mm-hmm. and just just to say. You know that that song is a uh, all eyes on me. Uh-huh. Yeah, was that Tupac? Tupac. Yeah. yeah, all eyes on when she when she walked in the door. All yeah. eyes was on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so you're a, you're a lucky man, whoever you are, Mister Mister Smith. Mr. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's exactly. a lucky dude. So uh, there was a lot of guys that wanted to holler, but hey, you had your chances and you blew it. So there you go. She's off the table now. Off so, the table, mm-hmm. off the market. Okay. Shout out, shout out to Cache and her and her uh, fiance. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of Father's Day, we've got uh, some rounds to talk about from Father's Day uh, weekend. Uh, some players catching COVID on the PGA Tour. We also got Manny Millions from the PGA Tour and uh, from the Corn Ferry Tour. But I, I teased this last week. Uh, we didn't get to it, but we're going to get to it in this show. Uh, maybe in the next segment, we've got a weed update from PB Die. Uh, and yeah. so, no, not a Baltimore City course. Uh, <laughs> in Montgomery County, Maryland, we'll have an update on uh, weed in, in uh, uh, PB Dye. But first, these Father's Day rounds. Uh, so we had like mo- like the Father's Day for the last three uh, seasons. We've had rounds booked on Saturday and Sunday. We get a group out and um and and we play golf and have some fun uh Saturday and Sunday. Uh this year we decided to uh go down to uh uh Pendleton uh in Ladysmith Virginia or near Ladysmith Virginia to travel to our VA contingency because you know coach B and those guys they always come out, you know what I mean they drive all the way yeah. up here to play, you know. And the last two fathers days they drove up and they played courses near us and so we're like you know we're going to we're going to come down there i always talk about how i'm going to come down there you know charles is always like claude you got to come down here and play with us man and so uh i said charles i'm coming down man and i told charles we were at blue mash and i told charles charles i'm coming down and so we had uh we had seven scheduled i think like that maybe well, we had two groups uh to go out come on at, at, at blue mash at, at pendleton no. at pendleton 
Pendleton. Yeah, I told I told Charles at Blue Mash that I was I was coming down to Pendleton. Gotcha. And and so and so we had two tea times. I think they it was eight o'clock and eight ten or something like that. Eight eight and eight ten. Yeah, we had we had we actually had eight lined up. We had a full eight. Full eight lined up. Uh, it took me an hour and 40 minutes to get down there. Uh, mm-hmm. LB, how long does it take you to get down there? One hour and 54 minutes, according to the Google uh, map thing. Hour 54. Vern, how, how long does it take you to get down there? I make the ride regularly. It's, it's 90 minutes. Basically a 90-minute ride. So, 90 minutes yeah. for Vern. We get down mm-hmm. there. Um, also, who was with, with us? Um, I get all my coaches Lou. mixed up. Uh, Lou, Lou Howard, coach, hey, uh, coach, coach Howard. Howard. Uh, head coach of uh, Oxen Hill varsity basketball team. Yeah, Coach Howard uh, coming down there. And he lives he lives uh, up this way, too, He uh, in the DMV. And so he said, yeah, it takes him about the same amount of time, hour and a half to get down there. We show up. Um, I pull up in the parking lot. Coach Howard's in the parking lot getting his stuff together. I go in and uh, check in. As far as I know, I'm with the 8 o'clock crew. And so I go out there. Uh, Vern and LB's at the driving range, I think. And so yeah, yeah. Um, yep. they pull up, and they had some late-breaking news about the, 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 the group. Vern, would you like to share that late-breaking news? Like, what happened that morning when we got there? <laughs> Uh, that morning, no one from Virginia played golf in Virginia. <laughs> o- only people two hours that way or more he drove out to play. These dudes live like 10 to 15 minutes away from the course for the most part. Nope. It might as well be Not 10 to 15 minutes, even if it's a little bit more. We drove almost two hours specifically to play with the VA contingency. Uh, and and they- then them Bamas didn't show. <laughs> You can, hey, you can tell you can tell Charles Claude that you made good. You kept your word, and that's it. I did. Like, I did. I, did. I came yeah. down. I said I was going to do it, and I did it. And yeah, I mean, Charles was nowhere to show to to to, to be found. Uh, uh, Coach B, no, 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 none of the guys. And you know, whatever the reason is, you know, we can we, we'll we'll settle that later when we see each other, I guess. But um, yeah, so it was just us four. Uh, early morning tea time in Pendleton because you, again, got to get up and get out the house. You know, at least by six for me in order to get down there. So anyway, um, uh, LB, you played Pendleton before, and Vern, you've played Pendleton before, correct? Yeah, I played it a bunch, and I think LB's played it with me at least once. Yeah, we we went down one time uh, last right. last season. Yep. Okay. Um. So, I guess the experience with it wasn't even really the course, but we'll get to that in a second. Um. Uh. I like the course. Really nice course in good condition. The layout is nice. Uh, presents its challenges. I had a great time. I, I like the course. LB, I, I guess you like you like the course as well. I mean, there's nothing really bad to say about Pendleton, right? No, no. It's, it is a beautiful course, and it's link style. So mm-hmm. that's right. I'm, I I I prefer. A link style course. Although this one has, for well, link style course, it had more trees than I was than you would right. normally expect. At least with me impression that I would normally expect to see <laughs> in a link style course. Right, it's um, a little bit tighter than it's more, it has like the trees of a park style, but the, it's, it's laid out like. But the course way. exactly, exactly, perfect description. Um, but other than that, I mean, it's, it is a nice course. I played like crap, but I I do enjoy <laughs> that course. Um, and it's, it's yeah, I got revenge for that one too. Um, I got I got I got to get got to get some get back for Pendleton. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So at some point we'll come down there. We won't tell Charles or Coach B when we're coming back down there. We'll just show up down there and play Pendleton. and won't even mention it to them. Chances are they may not show up. Uh, so, uh, but Vern, you you played it before, so I mean you obviously like it as well. I mean I love it. But I think that so so just a few things from it. So this was my first um, experience playing with um, uh, Coach Ward. 
Um, nice guy. Coach Howard. Coach, oh, Howard. Coach Howard. Coach Howard. Howard. With yeah. Coach Howard. Nice dude. New York guy. Uh, and so, so. <laughs> Q, get, Q dog. Q, he's a Q. <laughs> I get in the cart because I thought they were going to take separate carts. And then I, get, I put my stuff in the cart and the, and the starter was like, uh, I said, hey, you didn't give me the key. And he's like, oh, no, no, we're not doing separate carts. And so uh, you guys are at the first tee. So I grab my bag. I walk down. I, I, I put my bag on the cart. I get in uh, after we uh, tee off. Uh, and he says, you know, my music club because he uh, I do you I was like no nah, I'm good he said okay because this whole single card thing was working out real good for me so don't be causing no trouble right then and there I knew this was going to be a fun round with this guy. and all I could do is laugh um, uh, uh, we had a really good time uh, and you know it, it, it's funny because you know I try to I try to be the type of person that can get along with and have a good time with people who are just like me somewhere in the middle or complete opposites and right. and uh and so you know we had a good time and he said he seemed like a really 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 cool dude i i, I felt bad for because again when we started around <laughs> like claude has played with coach ward and howard has played with lb but not claude so i i got confused i thought that like all of you had basically played with both coaches right uh, and, you know and 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 Gasson. so when Claude, you know, he shows up and he's like paired with 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 Coach with Coach Howard again. If for those who don't know, great guy, <laughs> great Another guy. It's my guy. It's yeah. my man. It's my man, hundred grand. Mm-hmm. But you know, if you're like looking for, you know, calm, peaceful round with no trash talk, whatever. <laughs> not this, this ain't he ain't the one. He's not the one. So <laughs> I think on the second or third hole, when Claude's like, no, nah, I never met him or played with him. And then I thought, I was like, oh no, because like he just walked right into. There's no social distancing or emotional distancing no. with, with Coach Howard. <laughs> Nothing's distant. Everything's up close. But it was fun, man. He's a he's, he's a fun guy. But, right. but 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 here's one of the things that I like about him is okay, and, is that he does everything that I know that gets on LB's nerves. <laughs> he does everything that I know LB hates, and he and 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 he does it and he does it loud you know what i mean and so so lb doesn't like music not only is coach howard playing music he's got the big bluetooth speaker in the pocket and he's you know and and he's got it turned all the way up you know because Vern, we all play Vern, we play music when we play you know when lb's not in our group yeah. but it's you really can't hear it if you're not in the cart or standing close to the right. cart you can hear well, Cole, i mean let me hit you right there so when the first time i played with when i say not the first but Recently, when I played out of at Raspberry Falls, it was uh, Coach Lou and I mm-hmm. and and Aaron. Okay, and this was we this was during the coronavirus, so we all had separate cards. Mm-hmm. And Coach Howard had on uh, he had music playing mm-hmm. that day as well. But right. it was like like you say, it was in it was very low. Oh. Once you once you were five feet away from his car, you didn't even hear it. Oh, you know okay, I mean? okay. And, and the uh, what's the word I want to use? Braggadocious? Is that the right? Is that a word? Yeah, he, um, his swagger was a little bit. His swagger. Bit down. It oh, it was way compared to the other day. It was way down. Right. It was way down. Because, and he was cool. We had a good time. Yeah. We laughed. We talked. You know, we talked about cues. I told him my story about how the cues dissed me and wouldn't let me be part of the club. <laughs> you know, all that stuff. <laughs> so it was good. It was all a good time. But the coach, the coach Lou, I saw <laughs> on this past weekend. And the one I played with a few weeks ago, oh, two different guys. Two different guys. So what you do with it, what you do with there is uh, f- familiarity, familiarity. So basically, he's been okay. the president a bunch of times. He already played with you right. once. 
He knows me. So the only one left is Claude. So he's like, ah, yeah, yeah. Right. All right. I'm turning up. <laughs> yeah, I'm turning, turning up. up. <laughs> and, and he was all the way turned up. I mean, music was loud. And the only thing I could think about is I wonder what LB's thinking right now. I mean, oh, music- oh, no, hold on. That was thing, Claude. Jump about the things that annoy him, too. Um, very, very openly and loudly keeping track of everybody. Oh, after oh, yeah. every- after exactly. every hole, I mean, but and, and, and for some reason, it seemed like he when he, him asking LB what his score was, he was louder than when he was asking me or Vern. Like we'd walk up to the car, and be like, "What you get, Claude?" Hey, hey Vern, what was that? Then LB, what you get on that hole, man? <laughs> and he yeah. just screamed it out. Yeah, you repeat the back quadruple. <laughs> hey, okay. <laughs> and then, and then the trash well, talk. Well, see, even I, I think even he was trying to get some get back too because I got my raspberry fall. Oh, oh, and, oh, and, and, yeah. he, and he is definitely was, the type yeah. of guy who's going to remember that too. He remembered raspberry falls. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. He was definitely trying to get some. Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing about it. I never asked him what his score was at Raspberry Fall because I don't care. Yeah, you don't got to ask him. He's going to tell you. He's a, he's a basketball coach, guys. He remembers anything he's doing with anybody. He has to look at the score and the numbers and be like, oh, he got better than me? Okay, cool. I got you. Right, right. Even going, going to me the whole round, you guys know, like, I was, I, I kind of knew he was keeping track of everybody's score, but right. he and I hadn't played in a while. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so for those, I'll just tell it real quick. Like, so for those who don't know, so he's keeping track of everybody's score, we're going through. And he tells me, I think at nine at, at, uh, at the um, at the turn, like oh, I'm earning you up. I'm at my two. I'm like, okay, that doesn't mean anything to me. I'm st- I'm trying to shoot in the 80s. Like mm-hmm. I'm a little bit like LB today. Like I'm putting together a good. I had a good front nine. I shot 42. I'm like, hey, let's let's keep this going. Hey, great mm-hmm. coach, I got you by two. Don't care. Uh, back nine is <laughs> back nine is not as good. Suffice to say, I end up shooting 48. But basically, coming into 18, mm-hmm. uh, I was still up two. Coach knew that. Mm-hmm. He was about it, and I didn't uh-huh. know that. Uh-huh. So I took my tee shot, and he was, and believe me, he was he was oh. upset too. He was trying to get you on eighteen. He was like, oh, "Was he?" He's like, "Man, <laughs> if, if he just misses somewhere, Claude." He's he strategizing like ways he can come back. Um, and I'm just sitting there laughing because I already know, I know that, that that by the time right after we teed off on hole number two, he whipped out this green Gatorade bottle, started shaking it up, and said, yeah, I had to mix this Bloody Mary last night. So I already know. Like, oh. <laughs> so by 18, okay. you know, he's still slow sipping. He's still slow working the Gatorade bottle. <laughs> and, uh, and But now we've got a, a, a competition here between and, – and, and when he's keeping the score after the first hole, he says, yeah, Claude, it's a four-man race here. I'm trying to finish one. No, a four-horse race, and I'm trying to finish in, in front. And then he whips out the Bloody Mary. I'm like, okay. I mean, it is what it is. Some people, you know, they do yeah. that thing. I'm comfortable in all situations. It's no big deal. So anyway, take us back to the 18th hole, Bird. Uh, no, that's it. So I, I walk into 18 or whatever, and I, I'm uh, I'm up two. I don't know this, though. So basically, I just walk up to 18. I hit my tee shot. It's too far to the right. Like, I try to cut off too much of the uh, the dog leg. Goes in the woods. No big deal. Coach comes up, and we're all, the reaction is just like a normal, like, oh, that sucks, you know, whatever. So somebody else hits, somebody else hits. Coach Howard comes up and hits. He takes his three, five or three or out, whatever. <laughs> to go, it's a dog leg right, and he cuts it around this thing perfectly. And you uh-huh. hear you the, what you hear is the shot of the club going off, clink, and then you hear immediately Coach Howard yelling into the valley. <laughs> yes. That's right, mother. <laughs> <laughs> All manners of beating curse his, words. <laughs> beating his chest, right. cussing, Stomping the whole nine, slicing it up. You would, yeah, you would think he just like got a touchdown, like you know, right. win the game, dog. <laughs> And it caught me off guard. I was like, "Oh, this, this means something to somebody here. This is important." So, um, 
so yeah, so it, it was at the end of the hole later after I made a three or whatever. I learned he was like, ah, oh, you were up two, and I beat you by one. And I was like, okay, well, you know, next time tell me that when you're on the tee box, so I can cheer too. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I don't try to go. Well, because I mean, yeah, right, right. I mean, if you know that, then maybe and you see how much it means. Like, maybe like I'm just going to put it in the fairway. You know what I mean? I I've got two strokes to play with here. I'm going to get them. You know what I mean? But yeah, oh, no. oh, you know what? Not even for the score at that point. Only if if I knew to admit that much to him, right. I'd be like, "Oh no, I'm going to beat you now. I'm just going to take an iron. <laughs> I'll make bogey right. and be fine." Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but no, he like like Claude said, he's great. To, I don't want people to get the wrong. Uh, uh, coach is great. Yeah, he's good dude. Him. I enjoy playing with him. Yeah, unapologetically, him brings great energy. Absolutely. And again, the, you know, again, he's a, he's a varsity basketball coach. He's going to be competitive in everything he does. There's no like, you know, even if you're not gambling, he's like, I want to be the. I want to be the best shooter here, and I can't knock him for that. Yeah, no, no, no. Like you said, no, no, he's fun to play with. It reminds you of those videos, like the golf guy videos, where they say the different types of golf guys that you're with. He's uh-huh. he's, he's the, the, the competitive, boisterous, y- yeah, yeah, you know, extra dude. And that's just who he is. And you need – and everybody's got one in their group, and, and, and you need one uh, like that in your group, or at least, you know, I think so. But anyway, the, the, the following day, um, we went up to uh, Waverly Woods again, uh, another course owned by Joe Hills, uh, the guy who owns Blue Mash. That's our, that's our guy. Um, and we played at Waverly, uh, an earlier tee time, 620 and 630, uh, I think, right? Ooh, goodness gracious, yes. And Aaron, yeah. Aaron and yeah. Troy, uh, two of the V, uh, folks who weren't scheduled the previous day and didn't show up. They just didn't show up because they weren't scheduled to play with us. Uh, but they drove up. <laughs> and I mean, these guys, some of they had to get up at like three in the morning, 330, yeah. uh, to get up there. Yeah, uh, did. Yep. yeah, for that, that, that tee time. Troy did come up in his Bentley. And uh, Glenn was with us. Uh, Rick uh, McCormick was there as well. Um, and so uh, Waverly Woods, uh, my thoughts, listen, in good condition as always. The fairways didn't seem to be as, um, I don't know, it didn't have much of a slope as much as I remember it. I think maybe right. the first time I played, it just took me off guard how slopey the fairways were from left to right and right to left. But this time around, it didn't seem to be that that bad. I mean, is that just me? No, no, yeah, not just you. No, it's, no, it's, no, it's just y'all. Oh. You, you, you maybe got lucky enough to land it in a spot where it was flat. <laughs> I mean, lucky. I think that's what it was. Flat <laughs> enough. I mean, you know. <laughs> well, because the first, the very first hole, I teed off. So both of my, I played with uh, Aaron and and Troy. Mm-hmm. Both of them went in the rough. Okay. I mine was center cut, middle of the fairway. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the ball was one foot above my feet. <laughs> really. On the first hole, wow! Where, where, on the, the first very hole, first hole, flat, I, I thought, but okay. no, no, Vern, where we where we hit our ball, is, where we hit our balls, Vern, it was pretty flat. We didn't hit over. On the- yeah, <laughs> yeah, y- y'all must not have hit in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> I strike one straight down the middle, which you what you supposed to do, mm-hmm. and I'm rewarded with a ball a foot above my feet. Dang, <laughs> dang. So yeah, it, it was it it was as it, it was as sloped as I remembered it, um, <laughs> but I played better this time. Mm-hmm. I did nice. play better than I than than I did the last time uh, that we were there. I don't even remember what the score was before, but I guarantee you, it wasn't ninety one, which is what I shot. This nice, time. nice, so, <laughs> good yeah, work. Claude, you, Claude, you were saying that this you, this might be low key one of your uh, one of your new your new main joints. No, I was going to say, man, listen, that the the course was in good condition. I mean, the the uh, uh, I love the layout of the course. You know what I mean, and the shots you've got to hit. Um, right. I, 
I think Waverly Woods might be my new sleeper, like top three. Dare I say I might even like it more than Blue Mash. Now, I don't feel bad about saying that because they're both owned by my guy Joe Hills. But right. at the same time, I, I think I might like Waverly more than Blue, uh, more than Blue Mash. What do you, I mean, where did, did you, did, did you like the course and where are you ranking it? I do like the course and I would definitely have it in, uh, it's in, it's in my top, it's in my top 10, probably somewhere around six and eight. But I, I, but I, you know what? I would put it above. I'm okay putting it above Blue Mash because, like you said, Claude, it's more, it's a little bit more interesting. Mm-hmm. It's just more interesting. You have to make more shots. Uh, it makes Blue Mash sort of seem like, like Basically. now, if I want to, I don't know if it's sacrilege, but like a tune-up. I'm gonna want a nice, slow, easy, right, right, easy tune-up. Right. I go to Blue Mash, <laughs> take the big links and the big open expanses, and and have a good time or whatever, and then I. Eat driving greens because that's what I do there. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> but, and, but not at Waverly. Like you said, Claude, you have to think around pretty much most. Of, there are a couple of holes where you can kind of chill out, but most of the holes there, you you really have to uh, 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 think about what you're doing and like make like that part three over the canyon. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I feel safe saying like of the two, I prefer this more than, more than Blue Mash. And I definitely inside my top 10, I have to think about this, the top five. Between those two, I'm taking Blue Mash over Waverly. Um, And I don't find Blue Mash. I mean, there are some open holes, like number, well, one, two, three, three are open. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And after that, the openness kind of goes away until you come back to 18. I guess so. What's the most difficult hole at Blue Mash? If if you had to, I mean, I'm putting you on the spot uh, there. uh, Uh, If I had to think about it, I'm running through. I would probably say like number round, because it's tight, like number, even though it's not a long par four, it's probably number what's that, like fifteen, maybe something okay. like that. Oh, oh, the one where uh, dog leg left. Dog, uh, no, kind of dog legs right. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. got a narrow thing of trees. The trees yeah. run down the entire yeah. both sides. Hit the landing spot. Yeah, yeah, because you got to get you got to get over the traps and you got to stay. You, you can't you can't go. That's the one thing about blue mash. Once you get off the off those first few holes. There's very little runoff after the fairway. That's I mean, true. You, got the, mm-hmm. you know, your fairway, five feet, and then it's woods. That's, so, that's true. So you should give some context for people who don't, like if anybody's listening who hasn't played Blue Mash or Waverly. Basically just, you've got two two courses similarly designed, and I would argue that Waverly, you can go online and check it out, probably has more difficult or more more challenging mm-hmm. shot-making holes overall yes. than, right. than Blue Mash does. They have more of them. They're going to make me like, dang, again? Again, again, yeah. you know, right. uh, close to the little bit almost to me. Yeah. Than, well, and here's the yeah. thing, like I am, I, I, I fall in love with my last date. And so I say that because, you know, so I'll say, oh, Waverly, Waverly, because it's the course I played last. But right. um, I will say this too, when we talk about like, where does it rank? So I should qualify by saying it's in a different category. Like I wouldn't put it up against like a Whiskey Creek or something like that. Um, right. Um, but just from a sheer, like, okay, what am I going to do here? What's this shot going to be? You know, and, and, and the way the course is designed, I mean, it, I, I really, really like the course, but again, I could play somewhere tomorrow and then I'll put something over Waverly because yeah. like I said, I fall in love with the last, the last girl I danced with. So we got, we, you got to get out to Raspberry Falls. I really think y'all are going to like Raspberry Falls when you play it. Okay. All right, I man. Really Let's do it. Cause it's in the, to me, it's in the same category as Blue Mash and Waverly and okay. Worthington and PB Dye. Those type courses, I think you're really gonna like it. Now, LB, would you play Waverly again? Yeah, after I shot 91, yeah, I'll play it again. <laughs> and um, oh, wait a minute! Now, Aaron, and we play for the whites too. Just to be clear, 
Okay, here we go. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Here we go. We play for the whites. Man, three hundred yards or something. I don't know. Three hundred. Three hundred. Three hundred. Oh, so we? I thought we were playing from the member thing. The the whites and the gold back and forth, depending on what the score y'all did. Like. So what I asked. So when I when I came when I came over to ask y'all what we playing from, and that's what y'all said. I went back to Aaron and Troy and said, "Hey, we're gonna play from the members," and they both said, uh, "We'd rather play from the whites." I went, "Oh." Oh, okay. Well, if you play the white, fine. I play from the white. No, okay. that was no. There was no debating. It's like okay, majority wins. Two said whites, we play white. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, there you have it, folks. Now, you, uh, how did Aaron do? Because we've got this obsession now with our buddy Aaron, where right. we want to see him struggle <laughs> on the course because we never see. We want to see him fail. <laughs> <laughs> how did he? How did he do? He did good on the front. I think I forget his number. I think he told you eighty-seven. He's got an eighty-seven. Yeah, yeah. In our relationship, I'm probably Coach Lou's Aaron now because, like, I want to, I want to, I want to get him. I wanna get him. <laughs> but, but I will tell you this: on the front, he did very well. On the front, I think he had a bunch of pars on the front. Mm-hmm. He did. But on the back, in the back, he was talking to himself quite a bit. On the back, <laughs> uh, he had a forty-one on the front, which is really good. I mean, he hadn't wow. played that before. I mean, like, yeah, right. like Aaron's good. He's got he's got hella short games. Yeah. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. But on, on the back, it, it had him. He, he was mumbling to himself quite a few times on the back. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Aaron, you know we love you. It's just. You know, we like to see you struggle a little bit because you've been playing so well. I yeah. mean, you you took Little Bear's lunch. Human. Yeah, you, 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 you proved that the gauntlet is only tough for us, obviously. And, yeah. and then you come, you come to Waverly and, and, you know, you shoot an 87, you know. Uh, but, he, I mean, left around smiling. He said he loved the course, likes, likes, likes the course. And I think he said yeah. he'll, he'll, yeah. he'll, he'll drive back up there to play Waverly again if he uh, – Yeah, mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, well, absolutely. we'll have to find another course to take him down. I don't know. PB Dye. We still got PB Dye in the books. <laughs> PB Dye round two. So y'all got to be out there for that. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Worthington or Whiskey Creek. That's yeah. true. Oh, yeah. Uh, Worthington might have something for him. Worth- Whis- yeah, he might. He might. Yeah, Whiskey Creek would be a beautiful, nice course, but he, yeah, might, yeah. he might touch that one up. But yeah. Worthington, that, that'll be one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll, 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 uh, yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll take care of, uh, of, of Whiskey. But yeah, Worthington might have something for him. But we'll see. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so we've got a few minutes left in this segment uh Vern, let's go ahead with this weed update from pb speaking of pb die uh <laughs> we the story about teased last week talk about this whole situation with with uh uh, uh marijuana <laughs> on the grounds at, of pb at, at the grounds of pb die man so uh it's the, it's two weekends ago we're playing with this is the week the first time aaron plays so it's me aaron troy and uh aaron's wife uh marilyn uh great time overall we talked about it go listen to that episode but during during that round, um, there was a group in front of us that was playing a little bit slow, and it, they felt really. Uh, you, you know, sometimes when somebody's playing a little bit slow, and it feels much slower because you're playing well. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, because sometimes if you're not playing right, well, like right. if they're like maybe behind three minutes, but you're like parring everything and you're moving, you can be like, "Man, you're always having to wait for these guys." So I think that's kind of what it was. Of course, the group behind us—I mean, they're playing slow enough so that like the group behind us is catching us on the tee box, right? So somewhere in there, maybe hole five, six, we see the the marshal. Sort of, and this is weird. They're sort of, he's sort of following the group. I've never <laughs> seen this before. Like, I see the marshal at the tee box while they're all teeing off, mm-hmm. and then they go and whatever, and then we catch them again, and I see the marshal just kind of behind them. And I, I, I made a comment to Aaron, like, this is weird. Usually the marshal rides around, he sees the backup, he goes to the group, addresses them, and he steps out. And if he comes back and sees it again, and, you know, picking up or whatever they got to do, and he's just kind of hovering around. Them. All right. So, so anyway, we, uh, the round pretty much continues like this. Like, we're waiting and we're waiting, we're waiting, we're waiting. And, uh, Finally, and the the marshal says to us, he sees us one time, and he says, 
um, yeah, you know, I'm trying to keep trying to stay on top of these guys, blah, blah, blah. But he seemed very non- non-confrontational. So mm-hmm. for the story, the marshal is basically the dad who doesn't want to fight. He just right. wants to be a cool dad. I want everybody to be have a good time. Now, everything, is about, now, every, now, everything is about to change with the group behind you guys. Now, we're going to come back to the rest of the story after this quick break. Okay, guys, stay close. It's uh, Golf DMV. Hey, folks, this is LB from Golf DMV. As many of you know, I've had neck and lower back issues for a while, but I found a chiropractor who's been able to keep me in the game. Her name is Dr. Smith at Cache Sport and Spine. She's conveniently located in Silver Spring, Maryland, just outside the Beltway. Dr. Smith has made a huge difference in my flexibility and pain management. If you need a chiropractor, do yourself a favor and contact Dr. Smith and her staff at 301-641-5693 or online at CacheSportSpine.com the official chiropractor of Golf DMV. Welcome back to Golf DMV, brought to you in part by Cache Spine Sports. You can go to GolfDMVPodcast.com. Scroll all the way down to the bottom of the page. You can get all your information about the uh, newly engaged. Uh, we can get information about Dr. Smith. I mean, you know, <laughs> you get information about her services. Um, but, yeah, she's uh, newly engaged. So congratulations to her. Uh, you know what? Everything changes when you get linked up to Golf DMV. And I would even dare to say that she probably wouldn't even be engaged today had she not came on as a sponsor late last year. Uh, yeah, We're life-changing in that way. Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Vern, you were at the situation where Ranger uh, was, um, yeah, was uh, was was trying to following around a group in front of you guys who were playing a little bit slow. Yeah, everything was yeah, okay. A slow. But then there was a group yeah. behind you guys, and this is where things yeah, turn yeah. up. So there, yeah, so yeah, so we meet the Ranger. He's not confrontational. The rounds going slowly around the round. The, the group behind us ran into us on the front nine, and they seemed like for everybody who's had this slow golf story. It seemed like every other group, they were, you know, maybe a little bit annoyed too, but they made jokes with us about it, about, oh, you know, they should be going for it and two on the par five and, you know, enjoy the day and blah, blah, blah. Seemed totally normal, you know, same same as us. Just like, hey, I wish they would hurry up, but, you know, it is what it is. What are we going to do, right? Totally normal. So we get, so fast forward, we uh, get through the turn. We get to hole uh, 13 and 12. And for those who have never played a PB die, it doesn't matter. Just imagine you're basically, you're basically on the approach to the green. The mm-hmm. slow group is in front of you on the green and the and your foursome is behind you, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so they take a, a, a now I'm going to be kind here to Rico and my boys who you find out who they are in a minute, but basically the group in front of us, they take a little bit of time on the green. I mean, it, it takes a little while, probably a good five minutes. Wow. They finally clear the green. They get to the tee box and we start our approaches in, right? So the group behind us has been behind us the entire time running into us. So as we're all like sort of, if you can imagine, you're just like walking up to your ball, get ready to chip up and every, you know, somebody's on the green or whatever. And then I don't know where you hear this yelling. Hey, Hit your effing ball. <laughs> I'm talking full throat, like, like uh, profanity lace tirade. Yeah, that's right. I'll come over there and shove the club up your bleep. I was like, what? We all turn around. The old man group behind us, who's been so cool, mm-hmm. just unleashed on the slow group in front of us, whom they could see. They could, uh, if you could imagine, we're. You know, if you're facing forward, they're basically going back the uh, the other way on your right. Now the fairway going back the other way. This right. old so man, they can see them on the tee box. This old man group who's yelling, screaming, and cussing. You know, at, yes. at a at a very fine golf establishment like PBDI, were these guys white or black? They were all white. All four were white. Okay, yeah. good, yeah, good, yeah, good. Yeah, fine. They, okay, perfect. And, and, yes. And, all right, go ahead. And the group in front of us just <laughs> <laughs> the group in front of us was all white too. Yes. Young guys, but white or white crowd, man, it's got to like stop. This. It's got to stop. <laughs> <laughs> the, the dude who was yelling the loudest it was like the shortest guy or whatever so he I mean he 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 says I'm gonna shove the club up your bleep keep walking uh, and again 
we're talking about from like one fairway to another tee box. So he's he's like full throat so they can hear this. We don't hear anything that the group in front of us is saying. They're probably not saying anything. You'll find out why in a second. So I don't hear any. All I hear is one side of the conversation, them just yelling. You're, you're holding up three groups behind you. Stop effing talking. So on and so on. And so on. It, carries, it carries on for like two and a half minutes. For a second there, we thought they were talking to us. And our boy Troy always about it. So I was like, okay, I'm going to stay right here on this green until they get up here. And then we realized, <laughs> thanks, thankfully we realized shortly after they weren't talking. So anyway, we finished Troy the green. Troy turn up immediately. He's ready. He's, he's, ready. he's not having it. Not, having it. not that week either. Not that week. No. Um, so we finished up on the green. We, we come around. The ranger, non-confrontational dad ranger, comes up to us like, hey guys, hey, hey, hey. They weren't talking to you. I'm going to go. I got it. Blah, blah, blah. So he's trying to smooth it over. So mm-hmm. he goes and runs up to, to meet the uh, the force behind us, and the guy who was yelling starts yelling at the ranger. Right. You need to tell those guys effing speed up. You're holding up everybody. This is BS. I mean, full, yeah, just going in, going in. Mm-hmm. So after he lays him out, ranger finally, we're standing on the tee box, and there's still groups in front of us. The ranger finally goes up there. These, I see their cart stop for a second. They pick up something, and they move on. Okay. We tee off. We keep going as we have been. A couple of holes later, I run into, we kind of run into them again mm-hmm. a little bit, where the slow group is in front of us on the green and uh, we're coming, like we're approaching. So I'm like, maybe I had a decent drive with her. So I'm like maybe 50 yards from the green. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and finally I see, I see one of the guys uh, and he turns around. One of the guys, slow group guys, it's a young, you know, young man, you know, uh, um, kind of a, maybe a Latin looking dude. Got a, we got a long beard and he turns around and shrugs his shoulders. And I say, I'm like, Hey man, uh, Hey, we, we were just trying to be patient, you know, move a little slow, but it is, is what it is, whatever. And the guy's like, I know, right? So everybody's just so hyped up. They need to just chill. He said, he said you know, if you, he said, if you need to chill, I got something for you. You know what I'm saying? And I laughed. I was like, man, I, I need that. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm talking about. And we all laughed. And, you know, he, he's like, man, you cool, man. I was like, cool, man. Don't worry about it. Just keep on going. He's like, all right, cool. So he goes back in his group. They go on. So basically what he was saying was they were smoking weed. So they were like, yeah, they were all blazing. They were all blazing up. And he, the guys behind us needed to relax. And he had something for them. And I said, I would take some of that too. So they go on. The, um, we finished the round. I'm pulling my cart up. We're cleaning up. I'm saying goodbye to Aaron and everybody. And the guy comes up to me and uh, at the end of the round, I say, hey, man, my name's, uh, my name's Rico. You can follow me on IG at Phone Homie. And okay. if everybody who's interested in a good follow, Phone Homie. <laughs> phone like phone, Homie, H-O-M-I-E. Um, I was like, okay, what's up? And I didn't know why he was talking to me. I was like, what are we, he's like what's up? He's like, yeah, Phone Homie. And then he just hands me this, this uh, vial, <laughs> this little tube. I was like, oh, he wasn't, he wasn't kidding. No, was like, he had something for you. Yeah. He had something for me. I said, I uh, appreciate you, boss. Boom, boom, boom. So I ran into him again in the uh, clubhouse when I was uh, um, getting my credit card and, and uh, taking care of my bill. And then we talked some more. I told him about the podcast. I told him maybe we could try to have him on. He said, don't, you know, don't give us too hard a time. We were just out here enjoying the day. I said, I understand why you were moving so slowly now. <laughs> um, and then, and then, hey, let me tell you, I look, the vial didn't hide anything. Like my bags, the back of my car, uh-huh. all the way home, all just smelled like bank, just straight, straight strong. I mean, like legit weed, bro. I was like, oh, this is this isn't like some you know some some regular dude. So we talk a little bit in the in the spot. I finished up getting my bill. I go in the parking lot, and again, to your point, thought about you know privilege and everything else. I go in the parking lot, and him and his entire group is in the parking lot. In the Jeep Cherokee with the uh, uh, with the with the back the lift gate up, just sitting there, shoot shooting it up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Chopping it up, smoking, drinking. Oh yeah, <laughs> doing what we do. Yeah. Oh man, imagine like, that was us. Oh, oh bro, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> face down the concrete. 
for that moment. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> so I stop. So I run into them again, and I basically have another conversation. Uh, again, the guy's name is Rico. Apparently, he is a he is a weed enthusiast. Mm-hmm. He actually judged weed contests for high times for eight years. Traveled the country. Okay, doing, run right. Ju- yes, yes. So he's like, he's not. It's not for play play. I was like, oh, it's, he's not. Does, grows his own uh, varietals and stuff again. Go on IG, follow him at Phone Homie. He's actually he's a cool dude. We, we had another fifteen minute conversation. The the details of which don't matter. And then I talk <laughs> uh, <laughs> talk with two buddies from his uh, from his group. Uh, John, who's one name I remember. I don't remember the other man's name. The other gentleman's name, but he's from Worcester, Worcester, Massachusetts. Okay. We talked a lot about media and some other stuff we wanted to get into. We exchanged numbers. It did kind of corner me a little bit. They were both. I got caught in a little bit of a weed head conversation where I was trying to like get out of it, and they're kind of like, <laughs> "Hey man, let's talk." talk about these ideas and they're just going and going and going. <laughs> talk about these ideas. <laughs> right, I gotta go. But, um, yeah, the funny, so here's, so that's the, pretty much the story. It's a little bit long, but yeah, basically so guys got almost into a fight and then some guy gave me weed, but the funniest <laughs> part was texting these updates without any context right. Claude and LB and my sister Angela. Oh, they were all like receiving these like what is happening and where is he playing right. when you got those texts what were you what were you thinking Claude well because I think I I think I asked you I said, are you at PB die <laughs> I was like this is happening at PB die like really yes. and then, right. I, then, I, and then right. I think I also might have asked you in the text the same thing I said on the show like were they white and because I mean it's very important nowadays you gotta make sure that you know black people yeah. Our best behaviors out here, we, we, you know, but it's white people doing this stuff. Uh, yeah, it was just, it was yeah, my, odd. My I was like, what in the was, world is happening during this round? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my initial thought was, I picked the wrong weekend not to play. <laughs> you really did. Because <laughs> it sounded like he was having a good time out there. With hey, the, nothing hey, else, he was laughing. They, they, they definitely were. They, they definitely were. They were taking their time, having a good time. And uh, yeah, it was. And it was one of those things, too, real quick, just to back up. As we were playing, it, it made sense once I talked to him, because as we were playing, a couple times we drove, like he was driving a car, you would get the whiff. Out of nowhere, because oh. even Maryland. When I told Maryland, I was like, "Oh, these are guys that they, you know, say they blazing up, they doing anything." She was like, "Oh, you smelled it too." I was like, "Yes." She was like, "Okay, I thought one of y'all was doing it." They were like, "Nah." <laughs> I thought one of y'all was doing. She was like, "No, nah, we got security clearances, Jack. I'm good." So yeah, but yeah, that was that was the that was the weed story of PB died. So I ended up going there. I almost watched a group get into a fight, and then a guy gave me some great weed. And I I got to meet a, a, the dude's funny. Like he's a good follow, and I I do hope I can get him on the show. I'm gonna stay in touch. Nice, nice. There we go. All right, let's move to the PGA Tour where they don't smoke weed on the course. Um, last week, the RBC Heritage that we know Web, of. That, yeah, that we know of. Uh, Webb Simpson uh, uh, wins this. Shot of 22 under. Uh, LB, eh, not much to say about Webb, you know, uh, for the most part. But let's um, uh, jump to the Manny Millions for the PGA and the uh, Corn Ferry Tour. Okay, no. So uh, the RBC Classic, which was in, was it Hilton? Hilton Head? Hilton Head, down yeah. that way somewhere. Mm-hmm. Hilton Head area. Okay, uh, yeah, so Webb Simpson won. He won $1.278 million. That's his seventh win on the PGA Tour. Not bad. Uh, so Just seven for Webb? Wow. The seventh. Seven wins. Yeah, and most of them have been have been in the last few years. I mean, it's not like he's been on well, – actually, I don't know how long he's been on tour. Mm, I'll but, look it up. But he's had quite a few wins in the last, you know, three, four years. Right. Um, uh Mr. Ricky Fowler, Jason Day, Jim right. Furyk, Matt Wolf. Harold Varner the third, the other black guy, <laughs> Shane Lowry. He is the reigning British, no, the the Open yes. champion. Open championship. Yeah. Uh, B.J. Singh, who was going to screw up the uh, corporate tour, he did. He missed the cut. Brent <laughs> Snedeker, uh, Claus Boy, mm-hmm. and Mr. Patrick Reed uh, all missed the cut. Well, I'm glad okay, Patrick uh, Reed missed the cut. So Webb Simpson turned professional in 2008. Eight. 
Okay. Seven wins in what's that, Jeez, 12 years? Please. Okay. Yeah, it's hard to win. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. That makes DJ's um, thing about I think quick... DJ has a win in every in, for, uh, in every year he's been a pro, and he's been a pro, for, I think, 10 years, 11 years. And so for one win each year that he's been a pro, that's pretty impressive seeing everybody else. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead, LB. Yeah. Yeah. Com- yeah. Compared to, compared to other people out there in Tiger, that is good. <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, I, you know, I hate Sergio, but I got to give him credit because he shot the first day he uh, the round one he shot the seventy, and then he had three consecutive rounds of sixty five. So bad. even though I hate his punk ass, <laughs> that, that was still with three good day, three good days of golf. They were lighting that course up. Everybody was lighting that course yeah. up out there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so okay, we go quickly into the uh, Manny Mills. This week we have a tie for last place. Okay. Um, both names you should kind of be familiar with. Uh, Chez Reevy mm-hmm. and Ryan Armour both finished at minus two, and they won $13,916 each. We'll start with Ryan Armour first. Five foot nine, 170 pounds. He's 44 years old, married with two rugrats. Uh, University, of Ohio, University of Ohio State, or, or I guess it's the Ohio State University, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, which I can't stand to. I hate that school. Okay. That's right up there with uh, Notre Dame. Um <laughs> He graduated in 99 with a communications degree, turned pro in 99. He lives in where else but Jupiter, Florida. Of course. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he started the Corn Ferry Tour in 2004 and joined the PGA Tour in 2007. 2007. All right, here we go. Okay. Guessing how his career earnings. All right. He has, so he turned PGA Tour pro in 2007. Okay. He has one win. Whoa. One second place. One win, one second place, zero third places. He has nine top ten. Okay, he played in a 176 event and made 95 cuts. His career earnings is burn. You go first. Doesn't this seem like nine a nine top ten? That doesn't seem like a lot of events for that many years, right? The 160 something. Anyway, no, yeah. no, it's not. No, uh, I'm gonna go. Yeah, remember, he's a bottom feeder in the, in, the, in the PGA realm of things. He's a bottom feeder. I mean, right. he really is. You know what I mean? You got somebody got to start the card. <laughs> yeah, that's true. One man, it's, it's, that's like one win, one second place, and nine top tens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not going to be too much. Uh, I'm I'm going to go probably I don't know seventeen million. Okay, okay, I'm going to go right, a lot lower than that. I'm going to say his career earnings uh, seven million. Clog wins. Hey, come on, clap for golf, clap for golf. Uh, five point five million. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And as far as his personal life goes, I can find nothing worth talking about. So okay. we're going to okay. skip him, and we're going to move on to Chez Reevy, who also finished at minus two at $13,916. Okay. Chez Reevy, five foot nine, 160 pounds, okay. 38 years old. He's married. He has no rug rat. Uh, Arizona State University graduate. Uh, he currently lives in Scottsdale, Arizona. Uh, he turned pro in 2004. All right, here we go. He has two wins, three second places, two third places, 24 top tens. Wow. In in 299 events, he made 187 cuts. What oh. is his career earnings? Okay. And, Claw, you go first because you cause Vern went first last time. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to get closer to Vern's number there. I'm going to say he's probably right at I'll, – I'll, I'll use the exact number, $17 million. Okay. Okay. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go just a, just a little bit under, 15. Ah, 15.7. Wow. <laughs> no, we split it today. How about that? Right. right. I'll take a win wherever I can get it. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah, and there's nothing interesting in his in his uh, bio either about his stuff. So we, I'm gonna go quickly to the corn fairy. Mm-hmm. How much? We good on time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're good on time. Right We've got like yeah, ten minutes, nine minutes. Okay, good. All right. So the corn fairy tour this week played at uh, the King and Bear Classic at the wor- the World of Golf Village 
which I believe is right up around St. Augustine, Florida, up on the coast, on the Atlantic side. Okay. Um, the winner of that was Chris Kirk at minus 26. He won $108,000. Chris um, Kirk, sounds like he had so been on the PGA Tour before. He may have been because I noticed a lot of the guys that have been in the, that are, I should say a lot, but there are a number of names that, I, that are, are familiar to me in the Corn Ferry Tour that I've seen in PGA events, and they just either they lose their cards or they can't. You know, they, they can't pay in any event for whatever reason, and they just drop down to the uh, Corn Ferry. Uh, our buddy Tommy Two Gloves, Mr. $60 Ganey, uh, <laughs> he was in his tournament, but he, he missed the cut. So uh, I wonder how things are at home with Mr. Ganey by now. <laughs> Hopefully this is all blown over with him, and he's, he's back in the good graces of his missus, and she's, she's, let, she's letting him touch her again. <laughs> you are right You are right about Chris Kirk. Uh, he actually had... He actually had four wins in four years. Four wins between 2011 and 2015. He's got seven wins on tour. As many as Webb Simpson. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. But those, oh, those I'm sorry. I'm sorry. PGA I'm sorry. Four, wins? I'm sorry. Four PGA wins and three Corn Ferry wins. I'm okay. Sorry. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. okay. Hmm. All right. Very All right. So the, so the Manny Millions for the uh, Corn Ferry Tour this week is Mr. Trevor Cohn. C-O-N-E. <laughs> he won for last place. Two thousand two hundred and thirty-two dollars. He okay. is six foot three, one hundred ninety-five pounds, twenty-seven years old, a Virginia Tech graduate. You don't see that very much on the PGA Tour. No. Um, with a with a degree in marketing uh, in 2015. He's originally from Charlotte, North Carolina. He turned pro in 2015 as well, and and he's pro. And I put it in air quotes on the Corn Ferry Tour. Okay, so these are all Corn Ferry Tour numbers. Okay, okay. you hear what I said, right? Corn Ferry Tour. Got it. Okay. All right. He has one win, zero second places, zero third places, and three top ten. In 39 events, he's made 20 cuts. Yeah, about 50%. What is his career earning? On the Corn Ferry Tour. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, okay. Okay, make sure I keep saying that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go with... Uh, I, don't want you, I don't want you to embarrass yourself. <laughs> I'll go first, Todd. Okay. Uh, uh, I'm going to go ahead and say 350. Mm-hmm. 350? I'm, okay. I'm going to say... I'm going to go dramatically under that. Uh, I'm going to say his career earnings on the Corn Ferry Tour is uh, one eighty, two hundred and one thousand dollars. <laughs> Claude wins again. All right, all right, Claude. This is your this is your lucky day. This is my day. This is my day. <laughs> Too funny. And we'll have more earnings of uh, professional golfers coming up next week, guys, when we <laughs> do uh, more uh, of this Manny Millions fun. Um, so COVID nineteen uh, hitting the PGA Tour. So. Weeks ago, the tour uh, came back uh, uh, playing without any fans. Uh, their last tournament was uh, in March. I mean, they didn't even finish the players. We were down in Orlando. To, uh, we were going right. to uh, check out the players. But since then, a couple of players and caddies uh, have contracted or tested positive for COVID-19. So uh, Brooks Kepka and Graham McDowell, they pulled out of the Travelers Championship uh, after their caddies tested positive for the coronavirus. Now, Graham McDowell said that he tested negative, but he still suspects that he has it. So he doesn't even trust trust the the negative uh, test. So he's driving home wow. to self isolate. Right. Yeah, uh, Cameron Champ he t- uh, tested positive on Tuesday, uh, and he was the second player in five days to test positive. And uh, yeah, so you know, golf is a little different. Where as if it were a team sport, this would put the season in jeopardy. I mean, if you look at some basketball players or whether it's football, and you get one or two players on a team that ends up testing positive for uh, COVID nineteen. 
that could shut everything down. And so, yeah. but golf is a little different. I mean, all the players don't play in all the tournaments anyway. Like, do you guys think this is reason for the tour to be concerned? Like, oh, maybe we need to pull back again. Or is this just what's going to happen? Because I always think about it, too. Like, if someone caught the caught the flu or some kind of stomach virus or something like that, they probably would withdraw from the tournaments anyway as well. Obviously, this is more sure. serious than that. But um, I don't know. Do you guys think this puts the rest of the season in jeopardy at all? Or uh, So it's been four so far, four positive cases in, in three weeks. Um, n- actually, no, I don't, I don't think, or let me put it this way. I don't think the players necessarily like them. Positive, I, don't, I don't think, so. I don't think it's necessarily going to run through them because most of the players in the PGA tour probably have, even at like lower levels, are probably, uh, at a, uh, have sufficient money to be able to live life, like basically social distance with their family and have stuff like they don't need, they don't, you know, they're not carpenters. They're not having to go out and right. work in public places and everything else. So they can, they can socially distance and be comfortable. So I don't. I think it's just probably just a couple isolated cases. Yeah, remember we got caddies in there too. So there's definitely a difference in income, you know, pros the caddies, stuff like that, uh, depending on who you're caddying for. But I think will be the challenge will be the cities themselves, mm-hmm. wherever they're picking to play. Because a lot of these places are going to, I mean, it's summertime now, so they can go anywhere. But uh, Florida, Georgia to a little bit, Texas, a lot of the popular spots where they'd be uh, uh, playing are, they're, the states are dealing with, an increase in spiking cases themselves. So I could see it being a thing where like a month and a half from now, they're like, Hey, we had this thing scheduled. And then wherever it's scheduled, it's like, you know, gone to hell. And they're like, Oh no, we have to, we need to move it. You can't just readily pick up and move a tournament like that. So I think that's going to be more of a problem than the, than the, than the players themselves. I think for the most part, four in, in, in three, uh, three weeks. Okay. You know, we'll wait and see. It's not like, you know, 12 people pop, like you said, on a basketball team, a football team or like this baseball, they're going to do the 60 game season. I feel like, one or two positive cases in that situation can become 12, 15, or 30 really quick. Real easy. Yeah, yeah real quick. What about yeah. you, LB? Yeah, I, I agree with Vern. Um, I mean, these guys are basically independent contractors, so yeah. I don't see it stopping the tour unless somehow it, it, it really mushrooms into everybody. You know, you know, a bunch of guys start getting it, and it becomes – to the point where they have to stop it so it doesn't spread any further. Right. If it's a few random guys, you know, one or two guys every week, I mean, there's enough, they have enough guys to fill the tour. Sure. Um, that's, that's, that's not an issue. Uh, the, I, I think the only way they'll take a really a bad PR hit if, if somebody gets it and takes it home and gets somebody oh. else and spread it around their neighborhood or their family. Right. And just the, the PR hit of that alone, I think, will, will cause them to reconsider, you know, how they're doing it. Or, uh, or if, I mean, it's just not to cut you off, I mean, if you were, if you guys were familiar in tennis, uh, I think Novak Djokovic had some, he threw some big wild right. tennis party and they were all, cause he mm-hmm. was tired of being social distancing and then a whole bunch of people are coming. If like, if the golfer did something irresponsible like that, then yeah, that's going to put the tour in a bad light. But so far, as far as I can tell, right. like LB said, everyone's kind of just keeping to themselves and their families and they come out and play and then they keep to themselves. So. And you all, you all did see what, uh, our, our, my, Favorite guy to hate Sergio said about uh, <laughs> he's, he's he's such an asshole. He <laughs> said, um, so they were interviewing him. This is after his round at, at the RBC, and when he found out, talk about him and Nick and Nick uh, Nick Watney. Watney getting it. Yeah, he said my first reaction was I was surprised. I felt terrible for Nick because he's probably one of the nicest guys on tour. Garcia said, unfortunately, it had to happen to him. There's a lot of other people that probably deserved it a lot more than him. <laughs> and he's 
and he's the one that got it. Dang. <laughs> right. Sergio <laughs> wishing Corona on people. Good Lord. <laughs> right. Exactly. So the article goes on to say, so of course, after he makes that statement, your first mind is, well, is there a list of people you think should get it? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Sergio, the guy you love to hate. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. He makes it easy to hate him. He really does. We don't um, wish Corona yeah, on anybody. Yeah. Well, not no. necessarily. No. Uh, <laughs> I, I, have a list of, I have a list of people I wouldn't mind giving it to. Uh. <laughs> LB is turning into Sergio Garcia right before our eyes, ladies and gentlemen. Before we get LB's list of who we, he wants to hit, let's just get out of the show so we don't have him naming names. It's Golf DMV, folks. Stay safe. Play a lot of golf, man. We'll be back next week. <laughs> 